all we have seen on the cable networks is death and (laughs) war and atrocity and all of that kind of stuff. And just to have something a little more frivolous dominating the news cycle, like, (laughs) you know, a wife pooping in her husband's bed, feels like an escape. I'm hoping that I've taken enough OTC medication to get through this podcast today. (laughs) Well, I don't think you sound sick, but I know how sick you are, (laughs) so... Well, good. (laughs) Did you happen to see that the hotly anticipated Avatar sequel dropped a trailer? I saw that it dropped, but I did not watch the actual trailer yet. Oh boy, oh boy. I I don't know why I've waited, because I just can't wait for these four new movies to come out 14 years after the first one. Can you even believe, like, the whole trajectory of that series. No, I uh, I kind of, I can't believe that the sequels actually ended up being made for one thing, because yeah. it just seemed like the kind of thing that was just never going to happen, because James Cameron would never, like, it would never live up to his standards, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, he was never going to be happy with it. But uh, I guess he must be if he's let footage <laughs> leak out of them. So, I don't know. I, I don't think that there's anything that they could do in those movies to actually make me like them, though. They do not look good. Like, the CGI looks like a video game. Like, it doesn't doesn't really look that good. And I guess to tie it into TV, because that's what we should do, I think I read that they will not be premiering on Disney Plus at the same time as they go into theaters. I think they're Mm. doing a theatrical-only release to start. I mean, that could change, because I don't think it's coming out till December. Mm -hmm. But... Well, I I think it makes sense for that kind of movie that is so expensive that it has to bring in a lot of money from the box office, because I don't feel like anyone is that excited to see it that they would get Disney Plus for it. Like, like if anyone that is excited, they're going to go to the movies and pay their, you know, 15 bucks or whatever to actually pay, like, to actually see it in the theater. Those sequels needed to have come out within, like, two years of that original series for yeah. them to make any sense. Like, they're not nostalgic enough, because, like, I don't think they're that beloved. Well, it's only one movie. The I don't think... Avatar is that beloved, and I don't think enough time has passed to really make it nostalgic, Mm -hmm. but it's, like, enough time that it doesn't really feel like a sequel. Yeah. It's just kind of awkward. It is awkward, and I'll say, like, I've been to Disney World, and I've seen the Avatar World, ridden the Avatar rides, and it's a really cool part of the Animal Kingdom. I loved the rides, and I would absolutely go to that part of the park again. Did they make me any more excited to see the movies? <laughs> Not at all. Like, I I don't care about watching all of these new sequels. I might watch them at some point, but I'm not going to pay money in the theater for it. I really want to just see them in theaters immediately because I want to see if, like, it feels any better on the big screen. Like, am I going to be swept away by this movie just because of the, like, spectacle of it? Mm -hmm. But I don't think so. So we'll see. Time will tell. Give us your report this December, I guess. <laughs> I will. Stay tuned. Mm-hmm. Well, today we're talking about something that has really been sweeping every type of media that I have 
consumed lately, but it's a story that I really just haven't been following because I could not bring myself to care about it. Amen. And that is the <laughs> same here. The Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial. Yeah, I have of course seen lots of you know headlines and people talking about this. Heard people talking about it on the street in the antique store. You know, anywhere. In the antique um, store. <laughs> <laughs> That's a true story. I was in an antique store and heard people talking about it. And I was like, yeah, I know what's going on. I don't care about the details. I have not heard right. most of the gritty, gory stuff, other than the pooping in the bed. That one Which, caught my ear. But <laughs> Big move right there. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you do it if you're going to do it. But yeah, I, I, like, I don't care enough about Johnny Depp to like follow the trial, and certainly not about Amber Heard either. But... I also just feel like, I don't know, I feel like we grew up in a time when there was there was always, like, some kind of celebrity yes. trial. Like, we were children of the OJ era, you know, like, we were young kids, too young to remember any of that actually happening. But, you know, then not long after that, you had Michael Jackson, and then you have mm -hmm. people like, you know, Phil Spector, and the, it's always seemed like there was some kind of celebrity trial going on. And even if it wasn't like an actual celebrity, it was someone who became a celebrity because of right. their trial. So like, I feel like I'm just over it. Like, I just don't care. But I know that I'm the exception because this is the first trial in a really long time that has captured the nation's attention yes. like this. Well, and I think what's kind of interesting about it for me is that I felt like, and we've talked about this on the podcast before, that like the age of celebrity was like really, it felt like it was gone almost because mm. of how accessible celebrities are via like social media. It's not like it was in like the late 90s, early 2000s, where you had all the E True Hollywood stories and you had so much paparazzi coverage of people. Like that's still there, but it's not as hyped as I think it used to be. But then I started thinking about like more recent events, like even the Britney Spears conservatorship stuff. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, this is maybe a weird connection to make, but even like the Meghan Markle, Prince Harry, like leaving the royal family, like mm. there have been a few events recently that maybe harken back to that earlier time of like celebrity, even more recently, like just last week, Kim Kardashian at the Met Gala in Marilyn Monroe's dress, like that felt like a very celebrity era moment to, mm -hmm. uh, to me at least. So this trial kind of hitting when it has maybe is connecting back to that in a way. And I don't know if anyone listening knows what's going on, but from what I could gather, Amber Heard in 2016 first came forward with allegations of abuse from Johnny Depp. And then in 2018, she published an op-ed article, which doesn't even mention him by name. And I read it today and it really is pretty innocuous. Like, there's nothing in it that feels jabby toward him. It's very generic about just, mm. like, the state of the world and how it is to be a woman in this world at this time in 2018. And so after that happened, it kind of got swept up in the media a little bit. There was already a lawsuit in the UK with a publication there that called Johnny Depp a, quote, wife beater. And they actually ended up ruling in favor of Amber Heard in that whole scenario because they 
said there was enough evidence that she had been abused that the term wife beater was acceptable, basically. And now we're on to this trial that's happening currently in Virginia, which is a defamation lawsuit. I don't really have to get into it, but it's a lot of back and forth and it's a lot of like nitty gritty details being dragged out in front of the public. As you said, the pooping on the bed, the cutting off of the finger and him using the blood to write on the mirror. Like it's a lot of like skeletons in the closet coming out. And the response has been very, very illuminating to me about where we are at as a society. I think that's a fair assessment of it all, because it does seem like it's sort of just a perfect storm of a huge name celebrity and a Mm -hmm. smaller name celebrity, (laughs) a giant pile of super weird and fascinating allegations on both sides. A trial that uh, I have not, you know, watched any of the footage or anything, but seems like the way that both sides are presenting things is just very atypical. And um, yes. it, it seems to be, you know, just raising a lot of eyebrows with the approach that both sides are taking. And then also the fact that the public didn't know any of this was happening behind the scenes and allegedly happening, I guess I should say. But like you said earlier, in an age where most people who are celebrities are displaying so much of their lives on social media for this stuff to have all happened behind closed doors and nobody found out about it and Mm -hmm. you know no tabloids were talking about how amber pooped in johnny's bed you know or anything like that when it happened for that all to just kind of come to the light now under the courtroom spotlight is rare and it's something that i think titillates people (laughs) because we just have not we're not used to that happening that way now Uh, We're used Mm -hmm. to having all of the information about these people that we see, uh, you know, in the movies and on TV and whatever, so accessible to us all the time. So I I understand the fascination with it because, like I said, there hasn't really been a big, you know, court case like this in a long time for people to sort of latch onto. And it, I think there's a bit of novelty to it. Yeah. I feel like people have really run with it, too. I Mm -hmm. did a lot of digging today about the TikTok of it all because I have literally not liked or sought out until today when I was searching the hashtags anything about the trial on TikTok. And Mm -hmm. yet every time I get on, I get at least two or three videos about the trial that come up on my feed. Mm. And it's crazy how much has been put out about it. I know that there's a lot of networks that are live streaming the trial, but then there's all of the fan reaction. And the most shocking thing to me, and it makes sense because Johnny Depp is obviously the bigger star of the couple, but he has, I I just looked it up today. I think it's 9.6 billion for hashtag justice for Johnny and Amber Heard's hashtag justice for Amber Heard only has 36 million hashtags. Mm. So it's obvious the side that people are taking, I think. (laughs) I mean, his celebrity aside, you would think that given the whole climate of post Me Too and like trying to take women making allegations seriously, that there would be a bigger base of support for her among the general public. But she is getting destroyed. Like people are just picking apart every little thing. I saw a TikTok the other day of her Part of the testimony was all about how she would cover her bruises with makeup, right? Mm -hmm. So they took pictures of her from the trial and 
drew like lines around her dark circles and were like, you're telling me that someone who can't even cover their dark circles for the trial could cover their bruises from their like husband beating them. It's like, oh my God, that is horrible. And uh, there's a whole other side of it where, you know, at trial, people want to present themselves a certain way to gain sympathy from the jurors. So like maybe it's part of the strategy for her to look a little more down to earth, run down, not flawless to connect to the jury. And like people aren't even thinking about that at all and are just destroying her. And I mean, obviously I have no idea what happened. Like, I don't know if she's right or wrong, but I don't really see why a person would come forward and allow the fact that they literally took a poop on someone one's bed to come out in the open if there wasn't some legitimacy to what they're alleging does Mm -hmm. that make sense (laughs) yeah it does and the fact that both of them are successful actors after all of this i don't know if either of them will ever work again like they've both don't know either got, got so much at stake that i i feel like there has to be truth on each side, some truth anyway. And I'm not going to get into a bunch of conjecture about anything because I don't know enough of the details to do that. But I think there's just no way that either one of them can come out of this truly winning. You know, like whoever no. wins the trial, I think their names will associate, be associated forever with everything that has happened in this case. And, you know, the fact that they are both willing to fight <laughs> for a victory here, you know, get both suing each other it shows that they are that they both feel they are right because why else would they put themselves through all of that and you know risk so much but the whole phenomenon is fascinating even though i've not been paying any attention to it i guess i'm more fascinated by the reaction to it than by the actual (laughs) case i was just gonna say the real winner of this whole thing is court tv it it really is though (laughs) it's for real yeah i was reading today court tv so court tv was founded in 1991 and then it transitioned to the name true tv which i believe is still around Mm -hmm. and then the intellectual property for like court tv the name was sold to another company that then relaunched a channel called court tv in 2019 i believe that sounds right and their daytime ratings have doubled over the course of this trial their streaming numbers have quadrupled but one thing i found really interesting is that they're getting more live viewers of their network than they are streaming which is interesting to me in a time where not a lot of people watch actual tv yeah i wouldn't i assume that they are playing the same content on streaming and on live tv so it makes me wonder what the demographic is for people watching the live footage on tv oh man i don't feel like most of johnny depp's fans are that old because most of the people who like really became super fans of his did so from the pirates of the caribbean franchise which was about 20 years ago so people who were you know kids and teens maybe are the ones that support him the most i would assume so those people are probably you know in their 30s now and very accustomed to streaming (laughs) so yeah. Um, I don't know if it's just that it's playing everywhere and everyone is so captivated by it that older audiences that are more likely to watch during the day at home on TV are just watching it because it is interesting and, you know, twisted and weird. Because I can't imagine the average person our age, I guess, right. getting court TV on 
like actually having court in a TV cable live. package. Right, yeah. right. That's the thing. Like I, I know if I were to watch any of it on court TV, it would be streaming. I mean, I feel like his career has definitely extended long enough that there are. I mean, could there be a big enough base of like stay-at-home moms in their like forties and fifties watching on TV? Probably. I could. Yeah. I could see them being into. Johnny Depp in a weird way that kind of tracks in my mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you're probably right. It probably is playing maybe even in like a lot of public spaces. I'm thinking of like restaurants and places that have TVs or like hair salons (laughs) that Mm -hmm. have TVs playing things. I don't know. It is really interesting to see how a trial can sort of I don't know if pervade is the right word, but pervade all kinds of media right now. You know, you have social media and live streaming TV and all these articles being written online and everything. And I I feel like it's not often that we get something that really reaches every corner of the media landscape like this. Well, let's connect it back to kind of what you were saying at the very beginning about the earliest parts of our life where we probably don't even remember, the big trial of that time would have been the OJ trial, obviously, mm-hmm. which I think had a bit of a, I want to say renaissance, but I don't I don't know if that's the right word. It kind of had like, it kind of has come back into the culture recently with like the American crime story and the mm-hmm. docuseries that came out a few years ago. So that trial, the verdict was viewed by 57% of Americans at the time. Yeah. About 150 million people. Insane. Which is, insane. And that trial is, I mean, sorry, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, but much more fascinating than Mm -hmm. the trial currently happening because that trial hit at a time that really spoke to Americans, I think, in a lot of different ways. I think there was a big racial component, obviously, to that trial. And OJ was kind of the perfect storm of celebrity sports you know, he was kind of in a lot of different worlds. And so I think it appealed to a lot of people. But obviously, the ratings from that had to have in some way impacted TV going forward, or at least that's what I started thinking about. I mean, I always try to connect things to reality TV. That might be too big of a stretch. But I mean, in a way, these court spectacles are reality TV. Like, even more real than a scripted reality show. So I'm wondering what you think about the impacts of these big trials on television and how you think maybe this current trial could influence like trends going forward in like the TV world. Yeah, I think what we're seeing right now is that court programming like this is still viable and is a way to bring in viewers. And, you know, I know that the cable networks the cable news networks, even though I don't have any of them myself, are running stuff about this all the time. Of course, of course, Court TV is running probably 24-7 with analysis and all of that for this trial. So it gives the networks another option for content that people will actually be interested in. Of course, a case like this does not come around every day, but I think that going forward from this, we'll probably see more of any kind of celebrity court cases really being latched onto by live television. Sorry to jump in here, but I just had a thought. So this trial, like, obviously it's salacious in its own way. So like, it's obviously 
gonna get attention for that reason. But do you think that maybe the fact that the past like three years, all of the news coverage has been like COVID or like war in Ukraine, that this happening now is like a reprieve for people? That is a good point. And that's not something I had <laughs> thought of somehow. But yes, I think I, absolutely that feels like it tracks because all we have seen on the cable networks is this very heavy, serious stuff. It's <laughs> yeah. death and war and atrocity and all of that kind of stuff. And just to have something a little more frivolous dominating the news cycle, like, <laughs> you know, a wife pooping in her husband's bed, feels <laughs> like an escape. Yeah. And, uh, uh, like, it's not one that I necessarily need to pay attention to, like I have said, but I... Like I said earlier, too, I get why people are fascinated by it. And I guess I hadn't put together that part of why I get it is that there hasn't been something like this that just feels juicy and scandalous yeah. enough to just, like, gossip about it, you and know? And if you, if you look at, like, the... I feel like the thing right now for, like, miniseries is to, like, find some scandalous thing from the 90s or early 2000s and to write, like, a miniseries about it. Like, you had mm -hmm. the Pam and Tommy thing, even the impeachment. The Elizabeth Holmes one. The Elizabeth Holmes yes. one. Mm -hmm. So I read a, a really interesting New York Times article. I didn't send it to you because it, like, didn't really talk about Amber Heard a lot, but I feel like you could easily make sort of a comparison between like Amber Heard and like Pamela Anderson or like Monica Lewinsky or someone like that. Like, I don't know exactly how to define it, but she's just like the way she's being portrayed is feels really similar to me. And like, so maybe there's an element of that at play too. I'm sorry. I've, I'm like, really foggy because I'm not feeling well so I don't know if I'm like articulating myself at all but there's something there for me that connects between those things and maybe even just the scandalous element of those things mm -hmm. and it being a reprieve and like hearkening back to that simpler time of 90s and you know early 2000s I guess things got a little complicated in the early 2000s but I don't know it all does seem different too because after the last several years of people finally pushing and understanding that you know we need to believe women whenever they make accusations of sexual assault or misconduct of any kind to have someone such a huge star like Johnny Depp being believed over his accuser it just feels weird it feels so different than any other accusations like that have been made it feels like a step backward it it does in a way but also at the same time it seems like there has been enough convincing proof of wrongdoing on both sides right. that you know maybe that's why he's getting more of a pass like if this trial had happened 4 years ago i feel like johnny depp would have been canceled like that yeah. And at this You're point, there's, right. there have been enough of these cases, basically, not to lump them all together because they all can be a little different, but there have been enough powerful white men in Hollywood who have lost everything and some black men. Let's not leave out Bill Cosby. <laughs> but there have been enough times that we've seen it happen that for one of these cases to be a little bit different feels mm -hmm. <laughs> weirdly refreshing, <laughs> I guess, to some people, you know? Yeah. Not saying that they don't believe all of the women that have come forward, you know, saying they've been violated by powerful white men, but it just feels, I don't know, like I said, very novel and different than a lot of the 
stuff that we've been seeing going around in the world. And if that revives the fortunes of court TV or cable (laughs) news by bringing in viewers who wouldn't otherwise be watching, then good for them, I guess. But I don't know. We'll see if it has a real lasting impact or not. Yeah. I mean, you know, someone out there is selling the rights to their article about the trial already. The FX miniseries. Someone is is already writing the miniseries about (laughs) (laughs) Johnny Depp and Amber Heard's trial. (laughs) I will say one of the coolest things I kind of found out today when I was doing a little bit of research for this is that Court TV actually has its roots in radio. Oh. And there were radio programs as early as the 1930s portraying, like, courtroom proceedings, Hmm. which I thought was fascinating. And then it obviously, like, took off a lot more recently. Like, I think 81 is when the People's Court premiered and there was, like, a Supreme Court ruling that there could be cameras in courtrooms. So this fascination has obviously existed forever. And, yeah, maybe maybe now is really the time for it to have a bit of a resurgence because I feel like true crime was the thing for a really long time. But Mm -hmm. I think not that that genre will ever go away. It's like so prevalent in podcasts, especially. But I think there's been a little bit of a turn away from that more recently, maybe because the world has been a little bit more difficult to live in, maybe because people see the more problematic side of like sharing these true crime stories. Mm -hmm. So maybe like a natural kind of segue away from that would be to focus more on court TV. And we mentioned in a minisode a few weeks ago, Judge Judy's IMDB TV plus I'll never get it right (laughs) Right. series is actually doing pretty well. So, you know, I think the need or the want for that kind of entertainment will never go away. I think you're right about that. Well, well, I urge everyone, hey, share this episode with a friend. Go on yeah. over to our TikTok at Televisionary Pod. I have been posting there. Yay! So Woo-hoo. go check it out. It's been fun. If you, you know, want a quick rundown of some of the topics we've been talking about, I post clips from the episode. I post me talking about that stuff. So it's a good way to get more televisionary content. And of course, the Instagram is at Televisionary Podcast. Please do share stuff on social media and just by word of mouth and whatnot with friends. We would love to get some more listeners. Yeah. Uh, Not all of our episodes are quite like this one, but we like to change up every now and then and keep things fresh. And yeah, yeah, we like to soil the sheets every now and then just to (laughs) see what happens. And we have 55 episodes out right now. This will be 56. I guess that's counting our trailers, but there's a lot of content there. And I don't know, it's it's been encouraging being on TikTok a little bit because there are other people out there thinking about TV in the way that we are. So mm-hmm. I think that it's, it's a good time to be talking about TV because there's always something happening. <laughs> that's right. I've been Elena Hillard. And I've been Cody Hoffman. Goodbye for now. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Televisionary. If you like what you heard, share this episode with a friend. You can follow us on Instagram at Televisionary Podcast, and don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen. Bye.